Brandon Barron, and we are back again with Kicking Cancer Cares on KSLM Radio, 104.3 FM and 1220 AM. And the second sponsor for this second half is Marianne McNally. She is a realtor for Next Home Realty Connections. Uh, her phone number is 503-409-4389. If you have any questions with selling or buying a home, she is definitely your go-to. So check her out. Um, show her some love because without her uh, as well, we wouldn't be able to do this show. So huge love to her. Thank you so much. And keep her in your prayer. She's in her second fight with cancer too. Yes, please. So that her sponsoring this show is definitely um, near and dear to her heart. Yeah. And we were so excited that Russ is in here with us. Mm-hmm. Totally forgot to mention what happened this morning. I know. We dived right into it. Yeah. All right. Hit me with it. Let first, know. First Saturday every month. Mm-hmm. Now, the goal is for this thing to go global. So we'll, we'll count on Russ to help get the word out. It's It doesn't matter where you're at. Find a park, 8 o'clock in the morning on the first Saturday, and remember those that died from cancer. Yes. So we're calling it the Not in Vain mm-hmm. Day. I love it. And on our little flyer is a direct quote from the Gettysburg Address. Now, when I read this quote, I thought it applies so well to what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. But President Lincoln at that gravesite, again, these guys had died in the Civil War. But he said, from these honored dead, we take increased devotion to the cause for which gave the full measure of devotion. Mm-hmm. Do not let them die in vain. Do, I, lo- I love that saying. Do not let them die in vain. So this morning, we were at Riverfront Park. We were honoring those who had passed away from cancer. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do this every single month. If you're in Albany, find a park. If you're in Corvallis, find a park. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Brenda, down there in Newman, Arizona, find a park. Yep. Because it's 8 o'clock somewhere. Yep. Right? Yes, it is. <laughs> this isn't time zone bound. So. Yeah. That was really an amazing event this morning. That was. Just dress up warm because it was a little chilly. A little chilly. A little chilly. (laughs) But when we do the one in July, it won't be quite as bad. Right, right. But I wanted to bring you some more statistics on lung cancer. I'm sorry, on skin cancer. Okay. And I I brought back my 30-year-old book. All right. Which is always intriguing to me whenever we have a guest. I try to find the cancer that matches what they have. Right. And the fact that this data was out there in 93... 30 years ago. <clears throat> but in 93, it says about 600,000 new cases of skin cancer were diagnosed that year. Sorry, how many? 600,000. Okay. New cases of skin cancer. Wow. About 2,100 people died from skin cancer that year. Okay. Uh, it says because detection is comparatively easy, which I think Russ might agree with that. Tumors are slow to spread and survival is high. Okay. Skin cancer is not included in many cancer statistics. Well, it is now, but it wasn't back then. That's interesting. And I think the reason they weren't including it back then is because the survival was so high, they thought, well, why even count it? Right. Right? Okay. But now we know it's a very survivable cancer. Mm-hmm. It does say, however, there is more. there is a more deadly form of skin cancer called... Malignant melanoma. Okay. Now, I believe that might be the technical term for what you have. (laughs) They don't call it metastatic. They call it malignant. Okay. Which comprises about 3% of all cancer in the United States. Wow, that's not a very big percentage. And is one of the fastest rising in modern society. Really? I wonder why. You're in the top 3% there, Russ. There you go. Well, you know, it's interesting. I think that um, the number one 
thing that so there's different types of skin cancer. So there's the basal cell type. There's the melanoma like I have. What is the difference between the two? Well, I'm not a cancer expert. I know that the basal cell is more of the sun skin cancer. Okay. And the book does say 80%, well, 80% of skin cancers are basal cell carcinoma, right. which is that topical skin okay. cancer. And people think that all of skin cancer is basically sun-related. I mean, that's what that's what people's mindset is, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm finding that out because people want to know how in the world did you get skin cancer on the bottom of your foot? If it's sun-related, how do you get by your foot? Did you lay out in the sun and With leave your, your feet foot in the air. up? Yeah. Well, my family would be the first to tell you that I am the one who doesn't lay out in the sun. <laughs> I stay away from the sun. I've got a really good system to cover myself up, so my feet have not been out in the sun. But Mm-hmm. Uh, finding out that the melanoma is very unusual, that it shows up all kinds of strange areas that get no sun. So um, there are definitely um, skin cancers that are not sun-related. Yeah. Um, I, at one point, did have a basal cell um, precancerous years ago removed. They, they cut a little bit out from my face that was sun-related. Yeah. Uh, but this was totally different. So, yeah, it's very interesting. Well, and there's another gentleman that we see at Kaiser Greeters, and I know that Russ knows Bob Bush. Mm-hmm. So Bob Bush is a skin cancer survivor, which, by the way, Bob has already bought one of your shirts. Saw the picture of Bob. <laughs> that was awesome, yes. But Thanks, Bob. Bob. Bob did get basal cell carcinoma right in the crest of his nose. Okay. Now, he grew up in Roseburg back in the late 70s, early 80s. He just stayed outside. Nobody thought anything about it, but he gets a little bit of cancer here. Intriguing, when Bob was telling me, he goes in and the doctor says, well, if we take it out now, you have a 68% survival rate. And if you come back next week, you have a 72%. Because, I don't know, some something that the doctor could have done in that week, as opposed to just doing it. And he goes, 4%? Do it right now. Mm-hmm. So they took a scalpel and they just cut that little section out and, and he was cancer-free. Okay. Basal cell is a whole lot easier to take care of. Right. The problem with the malignant melanoma is now it's inside the fibers of your skin. Mm-hmm. Right. And then it begins to move like Russ, and it went up his leg. Yeah. Before, when they didn't have immunotherapy as an option, it got in the fibers of your skin, and that's why it was so deadly. There yeah. was no way to attack that cancer. But now you're using your own... Your, we're using God's method. There so can, you go. <laughs> can we dive into that a little bit, so, yeah. uh, what that's like? Because I know Ozzy's doing that same type of treatment. Um, d- is it painful? How, how long does it take? So the immunotherapy is not painful other than, you know, them putting the line into your arm to put in. They basically put an IV in your arm. Okay. So other than that, but I mean, I've given blood for years, so to me, that's nothing. Right, right. And so, um, yeah, they just take some blood and they, you know, it's just like having an IV, putting material. It is a medic. It is a medicine they're putting in that's activating your immune system. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's really quite simple. In fact... I was uh, I was glad to hear that um, infusions come with snacks and coffee oh! <laughs> because they're just like trying to make you feel comfortable. And they go, would you like coffee? Sure. Would you like some snacks? Sure. What do you got? <laughs> <laughs> That's it made awesome. it nice. Yeah. So is there any um, side effects? Like when you leave, do you feel tired? Yeah. Yeah. There, so there definitely are side effects. But the good news is that only a small percentage, like 20% of the people have them. Okay. And I am one of the 
percentage, the 80% that does not have them, and so far at least. So good. And I'm, I'm praying that that continues, but I have not noticed anything in addition. This whole process makes me a little tired. Yeah. Um, it's been draining. It also, um, there's just things, you know, that it's been tough through this process. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, the treatment seems to not be adding to any of that. So that's great. That's nice. amazing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I would account, you know, you had talked about prayer before, and I am a big amen to anybody who wants to pray. In fact, my biggest reason for telling people when I initially was diagnosed with cancer, I initially called all the prayer warriors that I knew. That's who I was reaching out to. I was called yeah. reaching out to people that I knew would pray. Mm-hmm. Not just say, oh, it'd be great if you pray for me. No, no, no. These are people that would pray for me right then yeah. that I knew were praying. And so um, that's really powerful. Yeah. It truly is. Well, one of your prayer warriors, a uh, lady named Laura Lee Beck. Yes. Laura Lee has a business in Albany called Points for Profit. And probably next week, she has a paper that comes out, and Russ's story will be on the front of her paper. Okay. She has a huge duck fit. Okay, I like her even more. <laughs> We're going to convert her here. Yeah. <laughs> well, I did I did go up to her and she says, "I do not wear orange and black, but for Russ, I will buy black." So Laura Lee has one of your shirts. Well, Laura Lee is such and a blessing. And she's a huge prayer person, Oh, too. my goodness. And she's been such a big big uh support and friend for years during um during the um the whole pandemic, we needed to have some um notary work done. She drove to our house wearing her mask in our garage because none of us could really technically be around each other and notarized paperwork because we were updating our wills and getting stuff done. That was before this. We did not think I was dying. It was just a normal process. But it was just the fact that she's got such a big heart. That's what I love about Lorley. Yeah. Yeah. It's been really neat just in the – I kind of kicked off Russ's early – Mm-hmm. And got some shirts out there, and I I put together a small order of thirty six shirts, and boom, twenty four of them were gone just like that. And Laura Lee looked right at me and she says, "I do not wear orange and black, <laughs> but for Russ, I will wear black." She's so sweet, <laughs> she is. That's great. Well, I thought I'd bring you a couple more shocking facts from the book. Okay. Okay. So again, this is what amazes mm-hmm. me most about this book is it's thirty years old. Okay. Right? One second, my. Now you can close it. Okay. Is, did he come in? Yeah. Sorry, my dog, one of my dogs is <laughs> ridiculous. For okay. those who have followed our show for a while, there's animals inside the studio with us, and one of them really wanted to come in. So <laughs> anyway, so, so from this book, again, 30 years ago, he talks about the causes. Now, this guy that wrote the book, it's called The Cancer Prevention Diet. Okay. I was fortunate enough to find it. I cannot find it on Amazon, so I can't even tell you where to go find this book. But he wrote this book in 1993. And he says, the cause of cancer, knowing the body is able to eliminate waste through such normal functions as urination, bowel movements, uh, respiration, and perspiration. In balanced foods or beverages, high in sugar, will trigger a variety of abnormal discharge mechanisms in the body, such as frequent urination, fever, coughing, sneezing, Chronic discharges then go to the skin. Oh. So part of the issues with skin cancer is if, you're, if your diet's imbalanced and you have to get rid of that toxins, it's going to go through the skin. Right. Perspiration. One of the, one of the 
Not to say that if you perspire, a lot's going to get cancer. Don't right. nobody, nobody misunderstand what <laughs> right. I'm saying. But that was one thing to notice. But the other thing he says is that over the last ten years, which would be eighty-three to ninety-three, about the time that Russ and I were getting out of high school and going to college, over the last ten years, the depletion of the ozone layer has contributed to an increase in skin cancer melanoma. Hmm. We're That's probably no better now, thirty years ago, than we were. Right. You know. Right. So it's intriguing what he says there. Uh, the last one he says, among people in modern industrialized countries, which we certainly qualify, mm-hmm. eating meat. How many times have we talk about that, Amanda? Yeah, a lot. Eating meat and sugar, refined and highly processed foods. These forms of cancer were prevalent and associated with exposure to sunlight even before the ozone layer began to deplete. Okay. So the diet has contributed huge. Yeah. But what I find so intriguing about this guy is he gives him this evidence from way back. Mm-hmm. So in 1930, there was a report put out, and they were studying skin cancer specifically on mice, because they always used, you know, small right. rodents to start with. Um, increased amount of butter in the diet increased your chance of skin cancer by 25%. Oh, Lord. I kill everything you like to eat. Every, she gets mad every time I come in. because like, more stuff she can't eat. <laughs> now you're taking away my butter? <laughs> um, I'm not taking it away. <laughs> um, and then it says, um, let's see. So it increased the chance of skin cancer by 25%. In 1931, they did the same test with proteins, the meats, mm-hmm. and that increased your chance by 57%. So high. Now, again, this is the 1930s. They're sure. just starting right. some research. So no one take me as saying you have a 50% chance against him. That's what I'm right, saying here. Right. But uh, then we jump forward to the 40s, and they were still testing the mice. And now they were using corn oil, coconut oil, and lard cooking mm-hmm. things. That increased your chance of skin cancer by 83%. Wow. Wow. Well, one thing I do know for sure, the diet is critically important. I was just going to ask you that. that, You know, having a good, balanced diet. And I've been blessed with my beautiful wife who's been feeding me all this time when I've been able to, and my daughter, especially who lives in the area, um, feeding me good food and cutting down the sugars for sure. Yeah. And that makes, can you tell, uh, did you, so you've changed your diet since getting diagnosed? I've always been a pretty healthy eater overall, but, um, you know, with binges of stuff I shouldn't eat from time to time. But uh, no, I mean, I think I've eaten better because I have actually, they've been thoughtful about what we're making and all that. Although they usually cook pretty healthy stuff. So, yeah. And there's a phrase that Amanda and I have used over the last several months that when you know better... Do better. There you go. Mm-hmm. Right? Good phrase. Yeah. And and we also say you should all live your life by the 70-30 rule. Mm-hmm. If if what we're telling you, you're like, oh, 100% of my life, I'm going to do exactly what they're talking about, you're going to start to hate food. Mm-hmm. So live your life by the 70-30 rule. One day we came in with this cauliflower pus from Modmos, <laughs> and that was a great pizza, the cauliflower crust. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. And, and then we came in with that deep Chicago. With two pounds of cheese. That was our 30%. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, it's amazing that if you cook good, 
ingredients, you can make delicious food because I can attest to that. My beautiful wife makes, and my daughter, too, has been cooking a lot lately, amazing food um, with really healthy ingredients. We love cauliflower crust, and I know that my son and daughter-in-law do the same. Lots of really, really healthy food. Mm-hmm. It's tasty. It is. Tasty. It really is. Yeah. Good food if you cook it right. Yeah. It's phenomenal. Yep. And we're trying to, you know, one of the things we're trying to do on this show is actually bringing uh, awareness to the things that you yeah. can be doing a little differently, not mm-hmm. make it hard. The other one I thought was intriguing here, this was a study that was done in 1975, so relatively recent. And I'm going to try to say this chemical, I'm not a chemist, but it's methyl chloral methyl ether. Nailed it. Do you think so? (laughs) (laughs) It's a corrosive liquid, and it's used in the refining of cane sugar. Okay. So we, we, if you go to Hawaii and you see those cane sugar fills, they take that cane sugar, but you have to take it from a stock and get it into those little grains that you're using. In that refining process, they're using a corrosive liquid to refine the stocks and make them into sugar. What's wrong with that sentence? Everything. <laughs> We're using a corrosive liquid yeah. to refine a stock to make it into sugar. And because of that, it's, it says right here from the report, causes skin and lung cancer in laboratory animals. So that chemical that I tried Not to pronounce. Not can, it does. Does. It doesn't yeah. say po- causes, causes it is skin cancer. proven, yes. And that was in 1975. Wow. I wonder if the same method's used. You're going to give me homework again. Aren't I you? just did. I wonder <laughs> if the same homework. method is used. Honestly, you know, it's like, did they change that then? Or I'm going to bet that it's the same. Well, I do know, and I could pronounce the chemical, but we brought in Carolyn Leaf's book on Eat and Think Yourself Smart. Yeah. There's a chemical they spray on apples and tomatoes so that they stay red and firm longer in the grocery store. Mm-hmm. It's a way to industrialize food. Right. That chemical was designed for the production of plastic. Oh, it was gosh. never designed to be consumed. Right. But they discovered if we put it on the apples and the tomatoes, they'll stay firmer and redder longer. We can leave them in the stores longer. And then if you take one of the apples and you don't take that stuff off and you begin wiping the apple and like for a long period of time so there's no apple, there's still this gooey little glob left. That's yeah. the stuff on the outside of the apple. Mm-hmm. So they haven't refined that process at all. Right. Yeah. So that's my shocking information for you is <laughs> – some of the ways that we knew what was, was causing skin cancer, we really haven't made a lot of changes on that. No, we have not. So, Russ, I'm going to take it back to you. How, how much longer do you have to do your treatments? So, it's a... 12... Or how, let's, I guess, how long have you been doing them, and then how much longer do you have? Okay, I've done one treatment so far. Okay. And there's um, 12 to go. Okay. And they're every four weeks. So, basically, the next year. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's... It is a process that they've refined, not to use that refining thing of sugar <laughs> again, but that they have really made it a, a really a comfortable situation. It's not that difficult for me to go through it. Mm-hmm. So I'm very thankful. And now that my foot is healing, I'll be able to get back to life. I've been blessed to be able to do things virtually with my business. And, and so, what exactly, what is your business? That's a good question. We're going to segue back to you. <laughs> Tell us. And, and what is your as, business? As you talk about your business, Amanda and I realized this needed to be a podcast. And we now have downloads in Turkey and the Philippines. We even have listeners in Russia. Wow. 
but you do some podcasting type stuff too, don't you? I do some type stuff like that. Yes, type stuff. So I am. <laughs> That's a, a marketing... technical term, by the way. Technical stuff. <laughs> That's technical terms. Um, I am a marketing coach, a marketer. I'm a keynote speaker. I'm a live streamer, live stream producer, and an author. And I am blessed to work with people all over the world. And because of the way business has gone today, I work with a lot of people that don't live anywhere close to our area that um, I'm able to do all of that virtually. And a lot of that is around live streaming and um, podcasting, like you talked about. Um, So I work with people helping them with their business. I coach them through their marketing, their sales process, uh, put together marketing plans, all of that. Um, and then there's some companies that are more local or organizations I actually help do some marketing and resource development with. But then the fun part is the live streaming and the, and the podcasting that I get to do. Have shows with people from uh, England, Los Angeles, um, all over the world. That In I fact, on. I was really blessed to be on your show Monday. There you go. That's right. So you're on my show today, and I was on your show Monday. You were, and what a blessing that you were able to make that guest appearance, surprise appearance by Baron. With a person you're talking to from England. That's right. That is so that's crazy. Right. So I know. crazy. So, yes, my uh, crazy doctor friend from England. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Dr. Nupi Aurora is her name. She's amazing. You'd love she her, She is Amanda. the Glitter Practitioner. Yes. <laughs> and um, so she's a super good friend. I call her my uh, honorary little sis. <laughs> and I, I love to tease her while she's on the air and give her a hard time and make her laugh while she's trying to. You did that to. Monday a little bit. <laughs> oh, I, uh, yes, I'm really good at doing that. So, But anyway, I love to do that. I'm also the author of a book that came out during the um, pandemic called— And I have an autographed copy of your you book. You do. Yeah. That's right. Live the life you choose. Well, you forgot the main title. It's called Befuddled. Befuddled. Oh, live the that. life you choose. So befuddled, question mark. Don't live befuddled. Live the life you choose. And so, yes, that's been a great. It's sold on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, all online booksellers, as well as local Christian bookstores. You can go to Rainbow West here in Salem. You can go to Willamette Valley Christian Supply down in Albany. Heritage Mall. Yes. You can go to different uh, Christian bookstores and get it as well. So. Wow, that's amazing. Okay, yeah. so your podcast, and I'm going to take it back to that. How do people um, look your podcast up? There you go. So I'm on social media, broadcast on LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube. And I have actually, I broadcast five days a week or five times a week. Wow. Um, we have, um, I do marketing with Russ, a.k.a. hashtag Russ Selfie, that Baron was just on. And that is Mondays and Thursdays at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. I do the Experience Live with Russ and Scott, which is a great show with my co-host, D. Scott Smith. That is every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. I do Russ Reels Live, which is every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And before the Experience Live on Instagram on Wednesdays, we do the Experience Backstage, which is only broadcast live on Instagram, which is amazing. But all those... Live streams then, other than the Instagram one, become podcasts. They become audio podcasts after, so you can watch it or you can listen to it in your car later. Okay, that's And awesome. don't they go to YouTube or something like that? Yes, they go to LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube. Yeah. Yep. So if you want to see the one that I was on with him, just mm-hmm. go to YouTube and look up, look up Russ and Dumbass and you'll find me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and if you guys are having any trouble finding those and you want to look him up, uh, definitely reach out to me and I can pass that information along as well. If I could say one thing, also you can just go to RussHedge.com. 
RussHedge.com has so much easier. Why didn't you start with that? RussHedge.com has so much everything easier. you need. There you go. <laughs> that is easier. There we go. Just lead with that next time, Russ. <laughs> well, again, you guys, make sure you say your prayers for Russ <clears throat> Excuse me, and his family. Um, because as we know, when one person goes through something, it affects not just you, but your whole family as well. Um, so definitely, please keep him in your prayers. Pray, pray, pray. And... I know I will be. Thank you for coming in. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Amanda. Absolutely. Yeah. It's good to start this first pod, our first episode of the new year with Russ here on the studio. With That's us. right. It's the brand new year, and you've got to bring us in like this. There you go. Well, I, you know what? I want to just continue to spread joy and let people know I'm going to be here to bug you all for years to come and spread joy and encouragement. I appreciate you both for having me on today. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you you're so a. Much. You're such a. Uh, breath of fresh air. Thank Did I say that right? Yeah. 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 You're amazing. I enjoy your, your vibe and your energy. Thanks, it's, it's refreshing. You Ditto. Thank you. All right. We're going to wrap that up. Our uh, sponsor for this segment is Marianne McNally, and she is with Next Home Realty Connection. So make sure you guys give her some love and show her your support if you have any questions about selling or buying a home. And we will be back next week as, as the, the movement, movement continues. continues.